You're listening to the Profit Lovers Podcast, where profit is not a dirty word. I'm Melanie Miller. Consider this your business safe space, where we take a BS-free approach to building a profitable business, one that's also livable, it fits into your lifestyle, and it's lovable. You actually enjoy it. Well, most days anyway. Let's get into today's episode. In today's profit-loving episode, you know I've always got to drop that in. We're talking about six new ways to approach your business in 2022. If you're carrying a pandemic hangover, business feels eh, a little stagnant, or you just want to shake things up this year and approach business from a new angle or a new perspective, then this episode is most definitely for you. Firstly, can I say welcome to 2022? Hesitantly, I'm back after a purely delightful four and a half week break. I realized towards the end that it isn't a break from business or working that I need because like, let's be honest, I don't work that many hours. I needed a break from thinking and decision-making. And I'm sure that most of you, particularly if you've got kids, have long ago come to the realization that brain fatigue and decision-making is hard. But this is a new discovery in my world, embarrassingly. I will dedicate an entire podcast, I promise, to or entire podcast episode, I should say, to how I've structured my business so that I can fall off the radar completely for over a month without anybody being let down and without me running out of money. I had quite a few people ask questions about how they could manage client expectations or their customers' needs during that time off. It's a great question. Another great question that came in from Letitia Dean, who is a marketing support specialist and one of my all-time favorite people, uh, is about how to communicate that with clients, which is another really great question, right? So I'm going to answer all of those questions and more very soon. I also had a lot of people ask me how the photo scanning is going. So if you missed it and you've got no clue what I'm talking about, I sent out an email mid-January-ish sharing a link to a podcast episode I did with my lovely friend, Suze Chadwick, on her Brand Builders podcast, and also a link to my client, Coach Pamela's brand spanking new Audible that has gone off big time, which is so exciting, called Mastering the Skill of Reinvention. So in that email, I shared that I was dedicating a week to doing all the crap that I never got around to. You know, with like COVID, everyone was like, oh, great, now I can finally clean my cupboards out. Well, I didn't do any of that. So I had this week where I got to it. I was like cleaning window screens and parting with boxes of inherited stuff from my mum and my nana and scanning somewhere in the vicinity of 3,000 photos. So I am, I think, about 1,200 photos in, so there's still quite a bit of work to do. It does, though, feel amazing to see all the empty spaces where the boxes of crap used to live, and the challenge now will be to keep those empty spots empty, not refill them with more crap. But the photo scanning for everyone who asked is going well. Uh, Prue from Creative Family Historian, uh, I worked with her last year, and Every time we work together, I'd be like, oh, I've got to scan those photos. So much of my family history. There's photos there from like 1930s, 1940s. So it was really important to scan them, keep them for future generations. 
I also started my 2022 health journey, which by the way, has nothing to do with losing weight. So don't be DMing me with your weight loss tips and tricks and potions and crap. Uh, It's everything to do with feeling good, not actually losing weight. And I will lose weight when I feel good, no doubt. I am a long-term insomnia sufferer. So that's my first part of my health journey as I am attacking that with force. I'll tell you once again more about that later when I've got results. I also am getting back into the old ballet moves. Oh, yes. If you want to see baby Melanie Ballerina, check out the blog. I will put a photo there. Uh, One of the many benefits of scanning 1,200 photos, right? You come across all of these cute little memories from the past. Anywho, in today's episode, because as much as I know you love me just talking about myself, you're not here for that. We're talking six new approaches to business that you can try out. I'm going to go through these one by one, but they include setting your unique or personal success indicators, creating a vision of the most successful version of yourself, drawing out your business bones, elevating to the CEO role in your business, planning specifically for profit creation, and finally scaling up. So let's start with setting your unique or personal success indicators. As you know, I freaking hate the emphasis just on sales metrics, especially as they keep growing. 10 years ago, it was all about like hitting the six figures, right? That was the goal. Then eight years ago, the experts needed to jazzy up their marketing a little. So they started with the multiple six figure lure. And then over the past couple of years, it's become kind of like a million dollars or bust marketing. My distaste of million dollar sales goals, arbitrary million dollar sales goals, is that you can easily make a million in revenue without ever making a cent in profit. You can even spend money to make a million dollars. So while people could technically call themselves a million dollar coach, million dollar business, million dollar course creator, that doesn't mean that they made any money. And of course, that kind of marketing brings in people who also want to create million dollar businesses, but don't necessarily ever create money from them. I was sent a link to a blog that was written by big online content creator come coach who blew their cash on a fancy car and a really expensive property and then found out that they had a massive, massive tax bill coming. Ugh. I can't with this madness. They also reference how they expected their accountant to pre-prepare them for the massive tax bill. That's an entirely different episode, but let me just say this. Do not leave your financial success or failure in the hands of other people. Assume nothing. You do not need an accounting level degree to be able to be prepared. As I said, big topic, deep topic. We'll talk about it in another episode. So back to my point about success indicators. You get to choose what's important to you. There are success indicators that may have nothing to do with sales goals, yet they're going to make your business amazing. A success indicator for me is having a minimum four weeks off at Christmas. And next year I am aiming for all of January. So it'll be a little bit over five weeks, five and a half weeks. Now you might be thinking, how the heck is that possible? Well, that is possible with profit. Yes, I need the sales to make the profit. 
obviously. But the profit is what pays for me to take that extended break and allows me to bring the people into my business and support my business while I'm not here. I have a whole episode on success indicators and metrics that have nothing to do with sales. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that. Next up is creating an image, a story or persona of the most successful version of yourself. It's a weird thing to do, especially for the manifesty hesitant like myself, but I tell you this does work. The idea is simple. Look around at people that you admire in business and just in general, they don't necessarily have to be people running their own businesses and think about what it is that makes them admirable to you. How do they show up? What habits do they have that you want to embrace? What do they spend their time doing? And then contrast that with how you show up, your habits, how you exist in the world. Of course, beauty is, as they say, in the eye of the beholder, what you assume to be true isn't necessarily their reality. Now, people think I'm organized, right? Oh, she's so super organized. No idea why people think that because I literally spend my life creating tools to help me get organized. (laughs) But that is what people perceive me to be. You can still use what you perceive to be people's strengths to form your own image of what the most successful version of yourself looks like, behaves like. This is one of the most raved about members club inclusions. It might be the most raved about one. Everyone loves it when we do this successful me workshop. Now that we know what you want to achieve and who you desire to be to achieve those goals, we can move on to your business. I have a drawing of the bones of my business. And honestly, I need a much better way to explain this, but it's a flow chart of my business. It starts with profit, not sales, with profit, and it expands out into the bigger pillars or branches that are required for profit to exist or profit to be created. So that includes things like visibility, lead generation, sales, content delivery, stuff like that. And then each of those big pillars or those branches are further broken down. So for example, visibility is broken down into podcast, social media, SEO, and then podcast, for instance, is broken down into the steps that go into creating the podcast. So um, drafting out the copy and uh, the design and the editing. Now, why is this a useful approach? Well, there's three big reasons. I think I want to throw a fourth one in. Let's go with three. There's three big reasons. Maybe then I'll give you a bonus reason. Three big reasons. First of all, my business is built with profit at the top of the tree or as the main pillar and everything must flow into generating profit. It's also an incredible tool for elevating yourself to the CEO level in your business. As you automate and delegate the sticks (laughs) that come off the branches so that you can focus on the branches, you will elevate yourself. And then you can elevate again when you move off the branches and onto the trunk. Stick with me. The third reason is that you can see how much time you spend on the sticks, on the branches, and on the trunk. If you're spending all your time working on the sticks, then you are not going to grow a healthy, strong business. Oh, 
Woody, that was a really rough analogy. <laughs> I'm currently working on getting this logically out of my head because it's becoming a members club edition. So stay tuned for a much less clumsy explanation. But if you get me, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, this will change everything about the way that you invest your time in your business. And if I can give you that like little bonus fourth reason, how often, even in a business plan, we never just draw out what all the elements of our businesses are. We never just sit down and go, okay, this is sales. What needs to happen to generate the sales? This is the marketing. What happens for the marketing to happen? This is cash flow management. What has to happen for cash flow to come in? We never really draw our businesses out in that respect. So if you are a visual person, and so many of my profit lovers are, I am definitely very, very visual when it comes to planning, then this is a really good way to visually see your business and all of its branches and sticks. Okay, so I have basically just touched on the next of our six strategies, which is elevating to a CEO position in your business, the chief executive officer in your business. So you've got to be working on the trunk, not on the branches or the sticks to elevate that CEO position. Moving into that role won't just happen by chance. It's a conscious decision supported by a lot of micro decisions. The approach is often, I'm going to work in my business until I make enough money to outsource, to hire or automate. And then when that happens, I'll be able to get off the tools, so to speak, and start working on my business. But it doesn't happen that way. You need to work on the business and identify the CEO role so you can develop your sales goals, your marketing strategies, your pricing strategy, so you can promote yourself to that role. Number five on the list is planning specifically for profit growth. When you're creating your social media content, writing your about page, or designing that fancy new offer or product, I hazard a guess that you are not focused on doing it with profit at the forefront. Can you imagine chucking a heap of random ingredients into a bowl and hoping that it creates a cake? Give that challenge to a four-year-old and see what they come up with. At best, it will be unappetizing. At worst, you will choke to death. Your random approach to business isn't going to grow a palatable or enjoyable venture if you're not thinking specifically about how the ingredients create the tasty outcome. And finally, as you work through your task list every day, ask yourself this very important question. Is what I'm doing right now, not just profitable, but also scalable? True business freedom comes from the ability to scale. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to create a behemoth of a business. It doesn't mean that you need to be bringing in millions and millions and have a massive teams or anything like that. It means how can you move yourself out of the business by simplifying your offerings, minimizing the amount of time your business requires from you and investing to meet your profit goals. If you're spending hours and hours checking your social media managers posts, that's not going to be scalable. If you're mucking about um, updating spreadsheets manually with your stock levels every day, or you're creating 
custom quotes for every single inquiry that comes your way, you're not going to be able to scale. Recognizing where these non-scalable activities or offers exist is your first step to changing course for a better and a more profitable business and a more profitable future. A word of warning here, don't attempt to change everything at once because you will blow a gasket. So don't go, oh, Melanie said everything that's not scalable needs to be chucked out. Don't do that. This is a conscious and considered change. It's not random and rapid chaos, right? First step, identify where those um, non-scalable activities or tasks are happening. Then look at different ways that you could correct them. So let's wrap up those six new approaches. One, decide on your personal success indicators. Two, create a profile of the most successful version of yourself. Three, draw out your business bones, your business tree. I'll get the language right around that. I promise you. Four, consider what the CEO role in your business is and how you can elevate that position. Five, think about the uh, things that you're doing every single day. How aligned are your activities and tasks to the end goal of profit creation? And six, at the same time, consider if what you're doing is scalable. And if it's not, what is a more scalable approach? Over the next few weeks, I'll dive a little bit deeper into these key areas. I've already done an episode, as I mentioned, on uh, setting your success indicators, your personal success indicators. Uh, So if you're getting a little turned on by what I just flashed at you so far, over the next few weeks, I will dive a little bit deeper into these key areas. I've already done an episode on success indicators that are not sales-based, so you can go and have a listen to that, but then we'll get into the other ones I've just shared with you. So if you're getting a little turned on by what I've just flashed at you so far, you're going to want to subscribe and stay tuned. Happy profit loving. Happy profit loving. I will talk to you in the next episode. Hey, Profit Lover, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do leave a review so other women just like you can find the Profit Lovers podcast. And I'd love it if you subscribed so you never miss an episode. And finally, always remember that profit isn't a dirty word.